everybody, and welcome to the Death of Death podcast, where we proclaim Christ's victory over sin, death, and everything else. I'm your host, as always, Nick Stewart. How's everybody doing? I, uh, I just got back from California. We were out there for about a week celebrating my wife's birthday. It was a good time. I, uh, I am sorry to all of you I wasn't able to see and spend time with. I know there were a few people that uh, had to cancel on last minute because I had the wrong flight time on my last day in town. And, and uh, I was about three hours off, so so I had to make some unfortunate decisions, and I feel really bad about it. But uh, we're coming back in the summer, and I'm going to pack my schedule full of all of you. I'm going to make sure there's nothing that I uh, cannot do while I'm out there next time. You want to know the best thing about the trip? Like, really probably one of the best things. I did not wear a mask one single time in between getting off the plane at John Wayne when we got there and getting back on the plane when we left. (laughs) Things have obviously changed a bit out there. I went to uh, restaurants and grocery stores and the UPS store, just random stuff. Nobody said anything to me. Uh, you know, if if you're looking for something fun to try, just try not wearing one. Just, you know, if they ask you, say no. You'd be amazed by how much freedom you can have by just taking it back. You know, just take back your life. Don't, don't let them push you around. So one thing I want to mention right at the top of the show here, I made a survey that I want all of you to take. It'll take you about three minutes. Uh, it's meant to kind of gauge where the show is right now and uh, where I should be taking it in the future. It's totally anonymous, so I just want you to go on there and be totally honest about everything. Uh, I'm only going to leave it up for so long, and I need as many responses as possible, so stop whatever you're doing right now and fill that out for me. Um, You know, if you're driving, don't even pull over. Just uh, do it while you're driving. And if you're going to the bathroom, you won't even be done by the time you finish filling out that survey. So, you know, whatever, whatever uh, activity you find yourself in, you can, you can take three minutes right now to do the survey. Because if you can't, if you're in a situation right now where you can't take three minutes to fill out a survey, then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. So you're obviously procrastinating in some fashion. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a link to that in, in the show notes for today. So depending on your podcast app, you might be able to just scroll to the show notes and, and click it right where you are on your phone right now. But um, by the time this episode comes out, it probably won't be in the Instagram bio anymore because uh, I'll be putting this episode in the bio. But uh, I tweeted it and I posted it on the Death of Death Facebook page so you can go there and find it. Or the easiest thing to do, if the show notes don't work, is you can just go to deathofdeath.net and there's a survey button right there on the menu. If you're on a computer, it's the one all the way to your right. And if you're on your phone, you'll just click the menu button and then it's at the bottom. And uh, just click the survey button and it will take you straight to it. Take you three minutes, not even joking. So today on the show, we're talking about the concept of an agenda. Uh, Now, I'm not talking about like a list of things you might want to talk about in a business meeting or a plan for your vacation to make sure that you do and see everything you want to. Um, I imagine some of you would be tuning out about now to save yourself from having to listen to that. Um, we're talking more of the concept of an agenda 
and like the dictionary definition, um, which is kind of like a, an ideological plan or a program. And uh, so, you know, when people say someone has an agenda, they mean that they have like a belief system that they're trying to propagate and get people to believe in as well. And the person in question, you know, has an ideology and they're using that ideology to propel their plan and purpose and whatever it is that they're trying to do. And oftentimes it doesn't just involve getting you to believe in a certain way, but it also requires some call to action on your part as well. You know, we see this in the Black Lives Matter movement a lot. You know, we don't just want you to believe what we're telling you. Uh, we want you to say their name or post a black square on your Instagram page because getting people to complete a call to action solidifies their belief in your agenda. And we can't really talk about something like this without kind of tackling the uh, negative connotations of, uh, of an agenda. You know, why, like everybody claims to hate agendas, you know, like I don't want to listen to that news source because they're biased and they have an agenda or I listen to the sports outlet because they don't get distracted with politics like the other one does. And I'm, I'm not listening to sports for an agenda, you know, or... That theology podcast is great, but the, the host is a little off-putting, and he talks about politics too much, and, you know, he talks to uh, an imaginary secretary, and it uh, just kind of weirds me out, and it's like he's trying to get me to believe in the secretary as well, you know? Well, Dottie is real, and she tells me all the time how hurt she is that none of you believe in her, so <laughs> some often refer to uh, an agenda like something that's being shoved down our throats, you know? Uh, people might refer to the homosexual agenda or a socialist agenda or a totalitarian agenda. And, and the connotation there is that it's this thing that's trying to uh, change the world and corrupt it and get us to all kind of fall in line. You know, that's typically, you know, what people are saying when they, when they refer to those things. So the reality is that a lot of people on every side of every issue claim to hate agendas. But if you think about it, why? You know, I think the answer comes down to, you know, people hate being preached to or, or being preached at, you know, and, and people don't like to be asked to change. And most agendas, like I said, require some type of, uh, you know, call to action. And for an agenda to work, whatever thing you're handing out and offering to people has to be accepted and, and acted upon. And if it's an agenda that you disagree with, that kind of uh, change in you is detestable. You know, people don't want to change, you know, but but if you already believe in the agenda, then then oftentimes you're quite willing to do something to complete some call to action, you know. Um, but but there's a couple of reasons why it's not really any use to hate agendas, you know, and one of them is for the very fact that almost everything has an agenda. You, you just don't notice it when it's an agenda you agree with, you know, if you're a Democrat, you might go to CNN for your news, and you're not as likely to notice an underlying agenda. You know, if you're a Republican, and you get your news from Fox, well, that's just objective journalism, you know, um, if you're already concerned about COVID-19, <laughs> like you already think it's the end of days, and you go to a panic driven source for your information, then to you, you're just getting the facts, but you're actually getting an agenda 
you assent to uh, handed to you on a silver platter, you know, and, and oftentimes we don't even realize we're doing it. And uh, you can claim to hate agendas, but you just don't notice the agenda you're already buying into. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. But everything has an agenda, and even things that aren't meant to have an agenda have agendas, you know? But you, you could argue that not having an agenda is their agenda, you know? But, but even things that we're never supposed to have one now, you know? And, and the only agenda journalism is supposed to have is telling you the truth, exposing the truth, telling a story, gathering the facts, making it available to you, um, you know, spreading the information. That's what journalism was always supposed to be about. But now journalists are just opinionists. You know, they, they're just people who get on TV every night and give you a very thinly veiled agenda uh, towards state power and whatever the establishment wants them to say. And you should listen closely. You know, pay, pay attention and start to look for the agenda. You know, when, when Texas got rid of their mask mandate, I didn't hear a single story headline that didn't say something to the extent of, you know, despite rising COVID cases, Texas ends their state mask mandate. Um, you know, see, I'm, I'm sure everything they said is technically true. I mean, cases have to be rising somewhere. They're always rising somewhere. It, it doesn't really matter if it's t in Texas or not, you know, because we're all in this together, remember? So you, you put rising cases next to Texas reopening, and just by doing that, you've created an opinion, you've presented it as a fact, and everyone who hears that is just going to think Texas is a reckless state of germ-ridden hillbillies. And, you know, they've done... They've done uh, studies, and it proves that the majority of people read headlines and do not ever click on an article. So the, the majority of your story is getting out in that headline. You know, so if, if you're someone who reads an article, you're not going to notice, uh, you're not going to put as much stock in the, in the title, in the headline, and you're going to click on a headline like that, and you might think, well, I'm going to see what it actually says, but most people don't do that. Most people read the headline, and that's the fact. Like, okay, Texas is reopening, and, and it sounds like everyone's going to die there, you know, and that's an agenda, and, and they're very good at advancing that agenda. Um, you know, the reality is that every state that's gotten rid of their mask mandates are down on cases, but no one's going to look that up. People are going to read the headline, you know, uh, just by saying it in the headline, you can skew public opinion. And that is their agenda. If you really think, uh, you know, about the lockdowns and all the, the COVID measures abstractly, you know, kind of step away from it and just kind of look at what people are doing. It, it, it's mostly rhetoric, you know, like, yeah, there, there were deaths, uh, you know, very debatable number, but there were a lot of deaths, no matter how you count them, you know, um, I, I don't believe there were 500,000, but there were definitely a lot, uh, more than I'm comfortable with. If I'm, if I'm being honest, if I can quote Negan, there, <laughs> you killed my people, Rick, more than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about, about the COVID deaths. There were, you know, there were cases, people got sick. I myself got COVID in December I, I did everything but pay COVID's cab fare to my hotel room and uh, it took me, you know, like nine months to get it. So I don't know what that says for the, the contagion factor of it. But uh, when you look at the, the biggest changes that took place, the source of everyone's fears, the things that actually forwarded the agendas, it was rhetoric. 
it didn't matter how many people died as long as you were able to word things in a way that that made people think that lots and lots of people are dying or were going to die and that this this is the end of days you know if you if you really look at the the most outlandish headlines are always like well you know florida had the super bowl and no one was wearing a mask so in two weeks we're gonna see you know this that and the other and they've been saying two weeks two weeks ever since march it's march of 2020 it's been two weeks from now it's gonna be this or that and two weeks never comes it's been a year two weeks never came you know uh, someone, someone pointed out to me, I believe it was Phil DeTore, our very first Patreon supporter. He pointed out to me that the reasons masks are so important to the COVID agenda is because it's really the only tangible result of the virus you're likely to see. You know, you probably don't know anyone who died from it. Maybe you do. I'm sure someone listening to this knows one person who died from it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess the majority of my listeners do not, uh, you know, if you do know someone who died from it, you probably don't know too, do you? Do you know too? I doubt it. Um, and you know, like I said, you know, there's even problems with those death counts. Uh, you know, we can't even really know anymore if, if those were accurate, but you, you might know one. So the corpses aren't piled up in the streets like they were supposed to be, you know, the, the only real tangible sign that anything is different now than it used to be in 2019 are the things that the state did in light of the virus. You know, the masks, the limited capacity, the outdoor dining, the economic repercussions, and and the massive number of people who have, you know, lost their entire livelihoods. Those are the things that actually signal to us that something is different. And if it weren't for those things, we would really have no idea anything was different. You know, like I, like I said, you know, you might know one person who's died from the virus. Odds are you don't know two. And the reason for that is quite obvious. Only 500,000 people died from the virus, if you count it that way, uh, which eh, I probably don't. But um, I know that sounds like a lot, but there's 320 million people in the U.S. <laughs> so for every one person who died of COVID, there are 640 who didn't. That means if you know 640 people, which you probably don't, then odds are one of them died from COVID, which is why most of us don't know anyone who, who died from it, because most of us don't know 640 people. And even if we did, there's no guarantee that that, you know, that 640 would meet the statistics. So, you know, we wear masks because it's the only thing that can really sell the COVID agenda. You know, we wouldn't be scared by the death if it wasn't reported to us the way that it is, you know? I say all that to show you the power of an agenda, you know? The fact that everything that's been done over the last year has been done mostly with words. You know, if you don't believe me, uh, consider the six-foot rule. Uh, you know, earlier this year, in 2021, the, the CDC came out and said, you know, was the darndest thing we were trying to figure out the origin of the uh, six foot rule and it turns out we really have no idea where that idea came from <laughs> you know somebody probably just made it up and it caught on uh so let's make the distance three feet now you know like do you <laughs> I, I wonder how many of you even know that it's been changed to three feet it's interesting right boggles the mind somebody just said it just said six feet and it became a fact and that fact went on to be the basis of a lot of the restrictions that we faced and, and went on to push an agenda 
that led to a totalitarianism that we've never seen on American soil, never before in history. When it, when it comes to persuasion or propaganda or like furthering an agenda, this, the COVID thing, we are going to be studying that for the rest of our lives. Like in, in 10 to 20 years, we are going to be studying that, like how the heck did that ever happen? Like how, how did they convince people that this was a good idea? You know, uh, entertainment, uh, you know, I was talking about journalism there, but entertainment was never supposed to have an agenda, you know, it was just supposed to be entertainment, something to take your mind off things. But now every sitcom has an agenda behind it, whether it's immigration issues or gay rights or anti-Trump or whatever it is. And by the way, some of those I agree with, but whatever it is, it just seems like entertainment cannot be free of that kind of agenda any longer. You know, the agenda used to be to entertain people, but now the agenda is to conform people to public opinion, you know, and, uh, and I'm not necessarily against that. Honestly, I, I think any entertainment that gets you to think deeper about certain issues is, is definitely better entertainment, uh, you know, but, but it's just interesting to me the way that the agenda has, has kind of taken on shape. I mean, even 20 years ago, sitcoms didn't seem as, as agenda driven as they are now, even 10 years ago, you could probably watch a sitcom and not be preached at, you know, and it just seems like gone are the days when, you know, we're, we're going to watch Jack Tripper and Chrissy Snow have, uh, you know, some kind of misunderstanding for 22 minutes and, and then they're eventually going to solve it and, and move on at the end, you know? So I've already said that everybody and everything has an agenda. Does that include me? Of course it does. I said everything. Uh, I obviously have an agenda. Absolutely. The agenda for this show is the tagline at the beginning of every episode, proclaiming Christ's victory over sin, death, and everything else. And just like all the other agendas, there's information sharing in order to get you to believe the things I believe. I'm telling you things you might not have known, or I'm just confirming things you already believed, or I'm expanding on them maybe. I'm giving you information that furthers my agenda either way. And that includes a certain amount of action on your part. You know, I ask you to listen. I ask you to hear the things that I'm saying on this show. I, I ask you to believe the things I tell you. I, you know, uh, why, why would I do that? Why would I want you to believe what I say? Because it furthers my agenda of proclaiming Christ's victory over sin, death, and everything else. I ask you to share the show on your social media. Why? So other people will hear the show and believe the things I say and, and act, uh, act accordingly. You know, I, I ask you to leave reviews on the podcast apps because it increases the visibility of the show. And, and I ask you to join the Patreon for $4 a month because I can't do the show for free. Hosting costs money. Time costs money. I, I need money to do the show and further my agenda of proclaiming Christ's victory. So, so most podcasters won't tell you that, or they don't even realize it. But I know I can be honest with you because you probably don't disagree with my agenda to proclaim Christ's victory. An atheist might have a problem with my agenda, but I know that you probably don't. The agenda of this show is served when I can help you think biblically and develop right doctrine, you know? So those are the things that I try to do with this show. I pick topics for us to think about biblically. That's, you know, generally what we do here. I, I think pretty much all our episodes would probably fall into that. And, and uh, 
all those things kind of funnel into the overall agenda of proclaiming Christ's victory. So is it wrong to have an agenda? No. You know, it's not wrong to have an agenda. Everyone has an agenda. If, if you read a book and you recommend it to a friend, you have an agenda. You, you might want to share the joy you had from reading that book, or you might want to support the author by getting someone else to buy it, or maybe there's some change you want to see in your friend that could be brought about by reading that book. So when you really step back and think about it, there's an agenda to literally everything. An agenda can't be bad in and of itself if it guides every decision we make, <laughs> because oftentimes the agenda serves a good purpose. But, but sometimes the goals of an agenda can be harmful, like we talked about with the COVID headlines. So now we see this. Now, now that I've red-pilled you to an extent uh, when it comes to this topic, it's, it's important to look at everything and determine what's the agenda. This is super important when reading the news and trying to determine what's true. Uh, like I already said about the COVID articles, most of the time the agenda will reveal itself right in the title right in the headline. Just being aware of it can help us kind of determine what the agenda might be, you know. Just knowing that everything has an agenda should get us thinking about everything we hear and read. And, and we can see this in theology, too. I'm reading a, a great book by Matthew Barrett right now called Simply Trinity, and it's a, it's a really kind of basic, I mean, I know it's basic, but it's it's been kind of a lot for me. Some some of it's gone over my head, so I've I've been taking my time reading it. But it's kind of a basic look at the Trinity and uh, some of the false doctrines surrounding it. And uh, one of the things he's done in the first few chapters that I've already read is uh, look back at like really recent history. You know, like the the late eighteen hundreds and the nineteen hundreds, and uh, specifically in like liberal theology, and kind of expose why certain doctrines of the Trinity developed. You know, what was the agenda behind this? Like, why did they start to teach this? And a lot of the times it was a social agenda that led to a heretical doctrine. So if you pay attention to the agenda, it can help you while reading theology to kind of determine why someone might be saying what they're saying. You know, um, you might want to think about, uh, is the agenda to be biblical? Is the agenda here to you know, get us to love God, uh, you know, and, and know accurately uh, who he is. It's not that we want to be postmodernists and not believe anything that we read. It's just that being aware of the agenda at play will often reveal whether it's trustworthy information. You know, G.K. Chesterton once said that an open mind has the same purpose as an open mouth, and that is to eventually close on something good. And uh, realizing these facts about uh, agendas goes a long way in helping us find something worth closing on. You know, for example, the articles I mentioned earlier about Texas, uh, the agenda seems to be that Texas is doing the wrong thing and that the, the news is just trying to warn you. Well, that's clearly, clearly not the case by any metric. You know, go go look up the uh, COVID chart for Texas and you'll see that's not the case. So the, the article is trying to convince you that ending a mask mandate is wrong or reckless, and that's just not true. So what's the agenda? Seems like the agenda is to spread false information. So if the agenda is spreading false information, it seems fairly obvious to me that it's not worth trusting or believing that information. Being aware of this will help us focus on truth and not sensational things that the entire world seems to be trying to tell us, you know? And we care about truth here, don't we? 
doesn't it doesn't it matter what's true and good and trustworthy uh, <laughs> you know we also need to consider what is our agenda what's your motive what are you, what are you doing that for what are you saying that for why are you reading that this is this is incredibly important to think about uh, you know is what we're doing worthwhile is it good is it in alignment with God's word we can criticize other people's agendas all day long, but we need to make sure our agenda is right as well. And thinking about this will help us make better determinations on how we spend our time, how we treat other people. You know, the possibilities are endless with that. So just start to start to think about things more deeply and, and start to consider what the agenda of something might be when you, when you hear it. And uh, yeah, think about your own agenda as well. All right, that's going to do it for uh, this week. A couple things I want to say before you go. Make sure you go fill out that survey. I told you to do it earlier, and if you still haven't, then you're really disobeying me. So it'll take you three minutes. I'm still trying to help Trevor Wright's GoFundMe reach its goal. We were about halfway there last time I checked, so if there's anything you can give to that fund, do so. Even if it's just a couple bucks, go and give whatever you can. Also, if you want a t-shirt or a sticker with what is probably the coolest podcast logo ever made of probably the coolest podcast ever made, and you want to prove to people that you listen to the coolest podcast ever made, and therefore you yourselves are cool, then head over to shop.deathofdeath.net and get yourself some sweet gear. Uh, like I said, we've got t-shirts and stickers, and I want to make more of those. So if you buy some merch then I'll be able to put that money into Trevor's GoFundMe, as well as more designs from amazing artists and therefore much more merch for all of you. And that is something that I'm trying to do with the show very, very soon. I'm trying to get more merch in that store as soon as possible. So uh, buying what's already there will help that goal along. So, hey, since you've got your wallet out, go over for the $1,000 seed. Uh, if you don't know what that means, don't Google it. Um, if you know, go over to uh, patreon.com slash death of death and sign up to be a member of the elect. It's $4 a month. It's less than the price of a good cup of coffee. And that membership gets you an exclusive monthly podcast where I've been going through uh, the Christopher Hitchens book, God is Not Great. It's probably the best book on atheism ever written, and uh, I've been going through it a chapter or two at a time and responding to it with a Christian worldview. Last month, we had patron Brian Seitz on as a guest to talk about that book. Uh, I know I posted that show in the free stream as well, so uh, if you're a regular listener here, you've probably heard that. So that's the kind of stuff you're missing out on. Uh, as a Patreon member, you're also going to get this podcast about three days early, usually on Saturdays. And you also get 20% off all merchandise by messaging me for a discount code. So if you don't want to do any of that, then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave the show a five-star review or share the podcast on your social media because that costs you nothing and, uh, and it'll help. So those are all the favors I have to ask you today. Uh, have the links to the survey and Trevor's GoFundMe and the web store and the Patreon all in the show notes for this episode. So all you have to do is scroll and click. You can also go to deathofdeath.net and on the menu, there's a button for the store. Uh, there's a button for the Patreon and a button for the survey. And there is a big banner on the homepage for Trevor's GoFundMe. So that's all in one simple, easy place for you to access. 
And that's all I've got for today, guys. So thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>